Welcome into another episode of the TBJ Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Jackson. And I'm Tucker. And today we will talk about the waiver wire and drop candidates from this past week. All right, here we have our week six waiver wire candidates. I mean, starting off quarterbacks, there really aren't any. I mean, the quarterbacks that are doing good are on teams and the ones that are doing bad, they're yeah, they're yeah just, some of our early waiver wire choices have uh, slowly been declining a little bit. Yeah, like Taylor Sam Darnold, yeah, Taylor Heineke, uh, Daniel Jones, yeah, those guys all kind of have dropped down a little bit. So I mean, not really waiver wire candidates anymore. Probably more drop candidates if you can uh, spare yeah. the loss. But moving on to the running backs, we got quite a few injuries that have happened over the last uh, week. So I mean, starting off. I mean, Thursday night, we heard uh, Chris Carson was put on IR just out of nowhere. I mean, he had a little bit of an injury, was out one the game. game before, yep. And But yeah, then they just were like, yep, we're putting him on IR. And then Alex Collin comes out. Uh, and on Sunday night, he had 20 carries, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. And yeah, it was a really good Sunday night for him. I mean, they don't have Russell Wilson anymore. so Yeah, they're definitely going to be running the ball more. They're going to have to run yeah. the ball. I mean, Geno Smith is clearly not the answer. So, I mean, yeah, Alex Collins, probably the number one waiver wire candidate this week. And I mean, he's, I mean, Chris Carson missed last week, so he's probably picked up in a lot of week, leagues, but he's still available in 50% of leagues. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely worth it. Yeah, if he's out there, I would. If you're low at running back, I would definitely snag Alex yeah, Collins. If you drafted guys in the likes of Mike Davis or Miles Sanders, uh, Miles Sanders, Miles Gaskin, those guys, yeah, you're probably gonna want to pick up Alex Collins. Um, and now to the next running backs, other injury news. I mean, Kareem Hunt was uh, taken off the field late in the game, uh, put on IR now, so he'll be out for at least three games. But uh, DeErnest Johnson rostered in 1.4 percent of leagues, and then Demetric Felton. Rostered in 2.9% of leagues. Uh, I mean, Chubb missed Sunday, too. Yeah, he could ne- be out longer. Neither one of those guys really saw any more production because of Chubb being out. But, I mean, now Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Hunt is on IR. Yeah. So, it's those those two guys, if Chubb is not to play. I mean, they play on Thursday night this week. So, it's it's a, cl- it's a sh- very short, short week, week for yeah. them. And, I mean, yeah, obviously Hunt will not be there. Maybe Chubb will, but... Still, they run the ball a lot. Yeah, that's... Kevin Stefanski's going to keep running the ball, and I think either one of these guys, it's hard to tell now, but I think Dearness Johnson's higher on the depth chart. Yeah, I believe so. I believe, uh, yeah, it's Ernest Johnson. I mean, we've seen Demetric Felton be used while Chubb and Hunt are in the game. More of a passing guy. Felton has zero total carries so far on this on this season. He's more of a receiving back, so he'll probably move into the Kareem Hunt uh, role while... Demetric Felton, which you would have thought he would have moved into the Chubb role with Chubb being out Sunday, but I mean, Johnson has three total carries on the season, so yeah. But it's just very confusing with Chubb being out and none of neither of those guys really stepped in. It, they just yeah, mainly I feel like relied they didn't on Kareem. Run the or they probably didn't use the running back a lot because they were down most of the game, so I think they're doing a lot of passing. But I suppose yeah, and it seemed like Cardinals dominated that whole game. That is very true. Yeah, I mean. I guess I wasn't really paying attention too close to that game. But, yeah, the Cardinals did dominate that game. And, yeah, Donovan Peoples-Jones had an amazing game for the the Browns. We'll talk about him in the wide receivers. But, yeah, I mean, those two guys, I mean, very little production so far this season. So Somebody's going to – yeah. Yeah, someone's got to fill in that role, though. Yeah, Yeah, because they are the best rushing offense in the league. So, I mean – but then again, I mean, those are two of the better running backs in the league. So, maybe there's a very – it's the – talent not the the system 
but I guess we'll just have to see how yeah, that goes. I think after this coming week, we'll probably have a little bit more of an idea who's going to be the, yeah. I wouldn't say number one, but the get more touches. Yeah, the guy who's going to be the fantasy-relevant guy if there is one. Yeah. We'll probably be able to yeah, know that by the end of this week, but yeah, either one of those guys, shot in the dark, yeah. one or the other. I mean, for me, I would say to Ernest Johnson, like you I was said, thinking he's, so the, too, yeah. he's the higher on the depth chart, has three more carries compared to Felton zero on the season. Like, it's just neither one of those guys has a lot of touches this season. But yeah, Felton receiving back, Ernest Johnson, the the running back there. So. Yeah. So if you have an open spot, I mean, if you have Kareem Hunt in a league, or even if you have Chubb, I mean, if you have an open spot, it wouldn't be worth to. Yeah, you move Hunt. I mean, he's on IR, so if you got the IR spot, yep. put him put him in there, and yeah, pick up Johnson or Felton. But yeah, Johnson's probably the guy you're gonna want to pick up. Yep. Next running back waiver wire news. Uh, or I mean, Devonte Freeman. Rostered in 2.7% of leagues. I mean, we saw the Ravens come out and have four guys with eight attempts, like eight rushing attempts this past week. Including like, Lamar? Including Lamar. There was, so it was him. It was Lamar, Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, and Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. Bell. They all had eight or nine carries. And didn't all three of them have a touchdown? Uh, Yeah, Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, and Le'Veon Bell all had a rushing touchdown on the game, too. But it's just, yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. But Latavius Murray left the game Sunday with an ankle injury, and clearly that's not good for a running back when you're running. I mean, not good for any player in yeah. the NFL. But ankle injury is just not good. So, I mean, he's probably going to be limited a little bit in the future. So, I mean, Devontae Freeman, I think he was the better out of the running backs this week. I mean, Le'Veon Bell did had like eight points, but it was just pretty much that rushing the touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. But Devontae Freeman had nine carries, 53 yards, averaging 5.9 yards per carry with a touchdown on the day, too. I mean, obviously, we said they all had touchdowns, but yep. 11 fantasy points, too. But, I mean, it's just there's so many running backs there, it's hard to know. So, I mean, yeah, if you want to pick up Devontae Freeman, yeah. If you want to take a shot on Le'Veon Bell, yeah, it's like... I think it's kind of the same situation with the last one where... They're going to run the ball because yeah. that's what they do. Those are the two best rushing offenses in the league. Yeah. I mean, besides the Titans, I mean, those are the, yeah, those yeah. are it. Like those, they're going to, and they're going to keep running. So yeah, just a matter of who It's probably going to be more of an increase in Lamar's intake. I would assume. Yep. And but, I think like you have here, I think Freeman too, I think we'll get a little Le'Veon, maybe, maybe more receiving for Le'Veon, but I think Devante Freeman yeah, will get, yeah. Freeman looked good too. I mean, there was a couple of run. I mean, he averaged 5.9 yards per carry. He looked shifty up there he looked like normal freeman i mean yeah. years ago he was one of the best running backs in fantasy football i mean uh-huh. the touchdown production for him was unreal back in whatever year it was but yeah just the guy yeah if you had latavius murray and he's with an ankle injury i mean probably want to pick up Devonte freeman i mean you just don't know really but yeah just got to keep your eye on Yeah, another one we'll find out more next week yeah so the last running back waiver wire news for, uh this week i mean jd mckissick rostered in 46.2 percent of leagues had eight carries 45 yards along with eight receptions on 10 targets for 65 yards total 19 fantasy points without a touchdown is solid that's very that's, good that's very good i mean for running back especially ex- a backup yeah backup running back i mean he's not really the backup to gibson it's more that uh, third down pa- yeah it's like that uh patterson or something his name is i forget but he's a rookie the backup to gibson is but yeah mckissick is that receiving back but yeah he had eight carries too so he gets a little bit of work in the run game but yeah antonio gibson's been fighting with a shin slash calf injury it started out with a a shin injury they think it was like a stress fracture or something and then just this past sunday he 
ended up with a calf injury too. So I don't think he finished the game, did he? Yeah. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but he's hurt. Yeah, he only had f- four fantasy points on the week, so he probably did not finish the game. But yeah, he just Antonio Gibson. He's hurt. And he's probably not going to, if he's playing, he's not going to be 100%. 100%. So, and J.D. McKissick, I mean, eight receptions on 10 targets. I mean, for a running back, that's, for a wide receiver, that's good. So, I mean, running backs too. I mean, he had in the the carries there. And he's a very explosive guy. Mm -hmm. So, I definitely think that J.D. McKissick would be worth a pickup. I mean, yeah, I think it all depends on who you're dropping, really. That's true, yeah. I mean, if you have Gibson too, I mean, I think with Gibson maybe being a little less healthy, maybe J.D. gets more red zone looks yeah so i mean the potential to have a touchdown or two i mean yeah i mean 19 points if he gets this workload most games with gibson on the back burner yep and add in a touchdown or two that's a top five performance in a week yeah, yeah I mean, that's you get 26 good, 27 points i mean a very good game for a running back so yeah i mean Jane mckissick definitely has the potential to be a fantasy relevant guy in the next couple of weeks especially yeah if gibson is fighting this injury for a long time to come you just don't know how this is going to go i guess the training staff in washington is all iffy too they got some people on medical leave or something like that so they're bringing in interns to help look at people and it's just it's a messy situation yeah and it's just not good so it's just something you just want to keep your eye on and probably just yeah work with hesitation on this i don't know it's just yeah it's fantasy football. It's fantasy football, and yeah, it's just Gibson had his best season or his best game of the season just last week, and then this week his worst game of the season. So yeah, it's just up and down. You don't know. Moving on to the wide receivers, uh, my number one, I would say, number one wide receiver um, waiver wire acquisition for this week would be Jalen Waddle. I mean, he is rostered in seventy five point one percent of leagues, but he had ten receptions, thirteen targets, seventy yards, and two touchdowns making that 24 fantasy points on the week. I mean, just an amazing game by Jalen Waddell from a wide receiver. I mean, he's a rookie, too. Yep. And, I mean, he's Tua was He's got that connection, yeah. Yeah, he's got the connection with Tua. It was his first, Tua's first game back after sustaining the rib injury, and this is one of Waddell's best performances on the season. So, I mean, coincidence? I don't think so. I mean, could be one of those guys you're wanting to, uh, I don't know, just – keep an eye on i guess yeah it's just i mean he's rostered in a lot of leagues but maybe yeah i mean if he is available in some smaller leagues it's definitely worth a guy to keep an eye on yeah i mean yeah it's just the rookie wide receivers are so explosive and i mean we'll talk about another one a little bit on later but i mean yeah they're just so interesting you just yeah gotta keep an eye on him he he struggled with Bursette to start or once um tool is out so i mean there's some question marks there you just but that connection with Tua, yeah. just obviously it's there. So maybe they can keep it up the rest of the season if Tua can stay healthy, of course. But next wide receiver, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, rostered in a total of 1.2% of leagues. I don't know about this one. I mean, it, it's kind of iffy for me. He had a very good fantasy performance this week, 26 points on the week. But he had four receptions on five targets, total of 101 yards and two touchdowns. And like we said before, Nick Chubb was out. And Kareem Hunt got injured, and the Browns are behind most of the game. So they're going to yeah. be passing. And clearly, Baker Mayfield just doesn't like Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. I, I don't understand. I mean, obviously, there's no connection there between the two. So Donovan Peoples-Jones, maybe he steps up. He is the number two wide receiver behind Odell Beckham now that Jarvis Landry's Jarvis on Landry. IR still. So, yep. I mean, 
yeah, he had five receptions, six targets, 70 yards, 12 fantasy points in week five, didn't play in week four, and then just four receptions, four targets, 57 yards, weeks one through three. So it's just, it's, he hasn't had it so far this season. I mean, maybe it starts to pick up here, but like we said, it's probably the game plan there. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's enticing. From behind, yeah. It's enticing to go out there. And it's like, oh, this guy had 26 points last week. Might be good to pick him up. I mean, just a guy to keep your eye on. If you're in a deep yeah. league, definitely would be worth a consideration. I mean, we've seen him come out and explode a couple of times last year, too. He has these games where he just goes off. Donovan Peoples-Jones, but yeah, it's just the inconsistency is there. So, and it's just a, they're a rushing offense. So, yeah. Next, waiver wire acquisition. Uh, I mean, A.J. Green, he's been doing amazing so far this season. Considering his, I mean, age, he's probably 29 years old. Yeah, I'd say he's uh, over 30. Uh, yeah, I just mean wide receivers in the NFL. You always feel like the old guys are like in their late 20s. You know, they always That's end true. up being younger than they really are. Yeah, yeah. And but AJ Green rostered in about 33% of leagues. Had 18 fantasy points this past week, and I mean, he's had six targets in every single game besides, or every single week besides week five. So I mean, it's there. The targets are there. I mean, not a lot. But it's A.J. Green, so he's going to do the most with them, and he's he's showing that. I mean, six targets, five receptions, 79 yards, and a touchdown just this week. So, again, I mean, the wide receiver core, I feel like every single week there's an Arizona wide receiver on the waiver wire list because yep. one of them just blows up. I mean, even Christian Kirk had a decent week this week. Uh-huh. I so, think, yeah, all around, I think all the wide receivers had good weeks. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it would be A.J. Green. We had uh, DeAndre Hopkins had a good week too, but then it's like Rondale Moore steps on, takes a step down, but then next week Rondale Moore will take a step back up. Yeah, and Christian Kirk will stay down or AJ Green. It just it's all over the place. Yeah, the I, wide receiver by committee. Exactly. So it's just you just don't know. You really so, I mean, don't. You just. But I mean, it's definitely worth a flex spot. I mean, you're not going to be starting him as your number one or number two wide receiver, and but still, I mean, with the potential to get almost twenty points. In a given week, I mean that's good upside to have yeah, on a guy like AJ Green, and it's the name name alone too. It's AJ Green, so it's like yeah. it's just yeah. Every week I see him do more or score over fifteen points. I'm like waiver wire ad, even though I haven't picked him up yet in a league. Yep. I just it's some of the guys I just don't want to drop, but we'll get to some drop candidates later. But last wide receiver uh, waiver wire candidate this week, Rashad Bateman. I mean rostered in only fourteen point six percent of leagues. Four receptions, six targets, only 29 yards in week six, but it was a season debut. He looked good. Yeah, and for those of you who do not know, Rashad Bateman, rookie first-round pick by the uh, Ravens this year out of Minnesota. And, yeah, he's a great wide receiver. I mean, he looked great in camp, and uh, the Ravens were raving about him. Like yep. They were saying he's going to be moved up into the starting wide receiver core. Like, it was going to be Brown, Watkins, Sammy Watkins, and then... Bateman. Bateman, yeah, like there was going to be those three, and Bateman missed the first five games of the season, but in his season debut, he had six targets. I mean, that's like we said with AJ Green, six targets is good. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, in twenty nine yards, or yeah, they had twenty nine yards. I don't think Lamar had over one hundred and fifty yards. I mean, he did have a big majority of the y- total oh, yards. Really? Yeah, I think Lamar had. I'm trying to look here. But I suppose yeah, I think it was were, only like 116 total yards. They did Lamar, control that game, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I think they because they ran the crap out of the ball. I think Lamar only had like 100. Yeah, he had a very uh, low fantasy performance this week too. I think he had like 11 points. Yeah, because that's what it was. I looked at it, it was 
him and Justin Herbert both had 11 points, I think, right around. And last week, they both had over 40 points. So it's like they both took a giant leap down. I was even thinking maybe they could be potential trade targets, but it's like no one's going to trade those guys. No. <laughs> yeah, Lamar only had 167 passing yards. So, yeah, I mean, 29 of those went to uh, Rashad Bateman. I yeah. Mean, that's a decent percentage. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the targets, too. I mean, if he's have had that many... Uh, passing yards probably didn't have all that many attempts so I mean, exactly yeah. a lot of targets there for him probably a good percentage so mm-hmm. yeah that's a good i should look into that a little bit more next time get the percentage of targets to guys so uh but yeah rashad bateman rookie first round wide receiver like, i like him i really do yeah just like i'm gonna say it again i like him i really do <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah just the rookie wide receivers i mean we said it with jalen waddle Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, all those guys. I mean, Devontae Smith kind of taken a little bit of a tumble since his week one game, but Jamar Chase has just been explosive. And Waddle, too, coming back and having a good game. And now we get Bateman coming mm-hmm. in. All those guys, Terrace Marshall Jr., Amon Ross, St. Brown, all those rookie wide receivers. Just are so doing, talented. Yeah, they're all doing just like decent like just one of them is about to blow up at some point they maybe just need good quarterback play i don't know what it is but yeah it's just the future of the nfl wide receivers looks very good Uh uh-huh and i think bateman's definitely the guy should keep an eye on yeah next we have the tight end waiver wires i mean two guys uh starting out i mean zach Ertz rostered in 48.3 percent of leagues i mean not so much about the stat line that he had this past week. I mean, he had a good game, 12 fantasy points for a tight end. One of the better ones this week. But yep. uh, news came out shortly after the Thursday night game that he was traded to the Arizona Cardinals. And, I mean, the Cardinals lost their starting tight end, Max Williams. So, I mean, that's a perfect fit. I mean, Zach Ertz has been a good tight end. I think he has, like, the NFL record for most receptions in a season by a tight end. Yeah, I think that, that does sound right. And... Yeah, I mean, I was always kind of like looking at the the stats, and it's like he doesn't look the greatest, but still, it's good for tight end. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, yeah, Zach Ertz has been consistent throughout his entire career. Really, kind of took a couple a step down with Dallas Goddard coming into the fold. So I think that this will be a very good uh, career revitalization for. Yeah, Zach I agree. Ertz. That's what I was thinking too. With like Dallas Goddard, he got overshadowed by him, but he still could be a great tight end one. Like. He was really good. I don't know why they didn't get rid of him sooner. Yeah, no, or traded him away when right away when Goddard came in because I think he had more value then than he does now. But. I think so too. I I guess I didn't really look at the trade to see what the compensation. I think was. it was like a they traded a cornerback and like a fourth or third round pick. Yeah, no, that's something crazy. like that. I mean, just not a couple very years, much. Like, yeah. yeah, Dallas Goddard was drafted what two three years ago now. So uh-huh. I mean. Yeah, if they would have traded him last year, two years ago, they probably would have got a lot more. Yep. So, yeah, it's interesting to see that they're finally doing this now instead of just sticking with them. But, yeah, for the Cardinals, this is a great move. Like, Oh, yeah. Their wide receiver core as it is was ridiculous, and Max Williams was a kind of a perfect fit for tight end for them just because of all the other talent at wide receiver. But mm-hmm. now you got Zach Ertz. I feel He's like... pretty much just a big wide receiver. Yeah, he. It's this is going to be like... I feel like this is just the... I can't say the last piece the Cardinals needed because they probably could use a little bit more on defense or whatever. Yeah, maybe a stronger running game too, but I think... You go ahead, you go. You, you no, yeah, it's just Zach Ertz. I mean, that tight end was the one part of that offense that lacked. I mean, the two running backs, yeah, their running backs aren't the greatest, but they combined, still produce, yeah. combined they produce like one good running back. So, But yeah, their tight end, Max Williams had a couple of good games this season, but 
is he's not Zach Ertz. He's is not no. at all. Like there's is nothing in the same. No, no, not even close. Super Bowl champion Zach Ertz. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. So I think yeah, the Eagle or the Cardinals are. I think that this is really a piece they needed to show that they could be a Super Bowl contender. I mean, oh yeah, I mean they already were before, and I think this just made their case a lot better. Oh yeah, no, at the beginning of the season, I mean, so many people were thinking, oh, the Cardinals could be that team. They start out rough. Cliff Kingsbury's getting the boot. But, I mean, 6-0 and now, right? Yeah. They beat the Browns. Didn't even I have mean, their coach this week. Yeah, it's just they are, they're ridiculous. Like, Kyler Murray is just unbelievable right now. And, yeah, now they have Zach Ertz. Like, it's just ridiculous. And, yeah, it's going to be very good, I think, for Zach Ertz in that yeah. offense. I so, can see him and Kyler having a pretty good connection. Yeah, so it's it's going to be – I'm really excited to see that. I, I'm hoping to get Zach Ertz in at least one of my leagues so I can see how that goes. But uh, <laughs> we'll just have to see how, see how it goes with Zach Ertz in Arizona. Yep. But the next, uh, next waiver wire tight end for me, Ricky Seals-Jones, rostered in about 20% of leagues. Had four receptions, six targets, 58 yards, and one touchdown, totaling about 16 fantasy points in week six. And, I mean, Logan Thomas is on IR still. I mean, obviously, that's that's my main reason. I mean, Ricky Seals-Jones had a bunch of more targets last week than he did this week, and now he adds a touchdown to the fold. I yeah. mean, he's, he's a big guy, and Taylor Heineke, I mean, didn't have a great week, but still got him the ball. So, I mean, obviously... Ricky Seals-Jones can have a good week if Taylor Heineke doesn't have a great week, you know? So yep. there's there's going to be a fantasy relevancy, I feel like, for Ricky Seals-Jones. I mean, the wide receiver core, yeah. Get Terry McLaurin. Who else? I mean... Yeah, and Terry's been having I mean, a few bad games the last we two talked, weeks. Yeah, we talked about very highly, I feel like, about the Washington football team to start the season. I mean, they had some good guys there. I mean, Curtis Samuel was supposed to be playing, but he's out still. Yep. Adam Humphreys is there, but he was supposed to have that connection with Fitzpatrick, and now Fitzpatrick's on IR. And yeah, Dynamy Brown, I think, was like a rookie wide receiver they had. He hasn't done all, all that much. I mean... The football team's just been a very lackluster yeah. offense. Disappointing. Yeah, disappointing offense I mean, so far. I mean, after Fitzmagic or Fitzpatrick went down, it just kind of seemed like all the, hope ba- was the balloon deflated. Yeah, it was just popped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but the one good part about the offense there is Ricky, or the tight ends. I mean, Logan Thomas was doing decent. I mean, around 10 fantasy points a game before he got injured. And now Ricky Seals-Jones doing about the same. So... Definitely a good waiver wire pickup there at tight end if you need one. Next, we'll do some drop candidates. I mean, starting out quarterbacks, I mean, again, like I said with the the waiver wire, I mean, there's really not much change in quarterbacks. We talked about the guys that kind of dropped down, Taylor Heineke, Daniel Jones, Sam, Sam Darnold. Darnold. But it's like, you can you really drop those guys? They're going to probably have good games against bad defenses. I yeah. mean, maybe not Taylor Heineke, I guess, because the Chiefs had the worst passing defense so yep. far this season and taylor heineke had like nine fantasy points against them and they were averaging like allowing 30 fantasy points to quarterbacks so wow that yeah i mean taylor heineke probably could be one of those guys you could drop at this point but the other ones i mean the rookie quarterbacks i mean i i would hate to drop a rookie quarterback at this point really too because they could always turn it around it's the start of the season they might have a slow start especially like trevor lawrence just getting their first win of the season jets got their first win a couple of weeks ago but, I mean, the highest-ranked rookie quarterback is Trevor Lawrence at 25th. Like, they're not doing good so far no, in fantasy. I, I feel like the reason he's 25th is because they're always behind, and he just has to throw, throw, throw. That is exactly it. I mean, he had his first 300-yard game 
in, uh, I believe it was his first 300-yard game in London this past week. And yeah, it's just, he's the, still only the 25th quarterback. A lot of interceptions there. I think he's like third. But uh, I mean, Mac Jones is the 27th quarterback. Zach Wilson's the 30th. Trey Lance is the 31st. Actually, I would say Trey Lance would be the one I wouldn't drop just yeah. because he hasn't been starting him He all. hasn't been starting, but yet he's sandwiched right in between all those guys. Yep. And he had a, his uh, a 20 point. 20 plus fantasy point performance and only three of the quarterbacks have done that only once i mean the rookies this year trey lance trevor lawrence and then davis mills they're the only rookie quarterbacks to score over 20 fantasy points this season and they all only did it once yep and the funniest thing about it too is the rookie quarterback that scored the most in one game also scored the least no davis mills i mean he might have scored the least i guess i didn't really look i think at that. he had a negative oh, yeah. four point game that's right he had four interceptions in one game so he yeah. probably did but yeah i mean 24 points by davis mills is the most by a rookie quarterback this season so i mean obviously there's going to be some turnaround and trevor lawrence might pick it up against a bad defense or zach wilson too or trey lance once he's starting gets involved in the offense you know they run it more maybe there's some upside to some of those guys but it's just Right now, they're just not doing the greatest. Yeah. I mean, even Justin Fields, he's the 35th ranked quarterback, and he's actually starting now, and yet he's just not doing all that well. So it's just, yeah, it, the rookie quarterbacks have been very lackluster and disappointing so far this season, but hopefully they can turn around. And Like I said, I mean, they're drop candidates, but I also didn't have any waiver wire quarterbacks, so it's like, who are you going to pick up if you drop one? I guess if it's like your third quarterback, you could drop a... Uh, drop Mac Jones for like a running back or something like yeah. that, I guess. But it's just, yeah, the rookie quarterback just haven't been doing well this yeah. season. So onto the running back drop candidates, as much as I hate to say this, but AJ Dillon could probably be a drop candidate at this point. I mean, he's rostered in about 61% of leagues. He's the fourth, 44th running back so far this season, only scored 10 fantasy points and, or he scored 10 fantasy points in two of the last three games, but no more than six fantasy points outside of those two games. So, yeah, I think the only reason you would be keeping AJ Dillon is if you had uh, Aaron Jones and you kind of had a handcuff. Yep, that'd be it. I yeah, think that'd be pretty really much it. the only. Or you trying to handcuff him on another team. But if you're yeah gonna get rid of Dillon and pick up like a Alex Alex Collins or JD McKissick, the Ernest Johnson. Yeah, yeah, I would do it. Yeah, definitely one of those guys you'd want to drop for that, or you would want to drop AJ Dillon for one of those guys. That's probably yeah, it's a very good. Yeah, because AJ Dillon, he's clearly the backup. Yep. He gets some work, but just not enough to be fantasy relevant. Yeah, not enough to be to a week. consistent starter. Yeah, yeah. Next, um, next drop candidate, I'd say probably the biggest shock out of these guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, Miles Gaskin is rostered ninety percent of leagues. He's the 19th running back so far this season, but only 10 plus points, fantasy points in three games, and only 13 plus fantasy points in one game. That one game, week five, he scored 31.9 points out of his total 67.2 fantasy points on the season. So half of his points are in one game. About 47% of his fantasy points came in one game this season. That's just, that's amazing. Yeah, it's like, crazy. I mean, that right there just is like, you should keep him because it's like, oh, he could get 30 points. Like, but then oh my he can God. also, on the other side, get 0.3 points, points yeah. like he did one week. A zero-point game. Yeah, it's, he's just the most inconsistent guy, obviously. I mean, 
three games with 10 plus only one game with 13, 13 plus, plus like and that was, and that his, was a 30 point performance yeah, half of his points 47 percent of his fantasy points came in that one game we're six weekend yeah six weekend yeah, yeah six weeks in and yeah 47 percent came in one week it's just yeah it's it's hard to drop him it's after that i mean he did have a bad week this week so it's probably a lot easier but yeah it's just it's just not good for miles gaskin this year not at all the next uh, drop candidate at running back, um, Sony Michelle, rostered in 44.2% of leagues. He's the 60th running back, um, and only has scored 10-plus fantasy points in two games. And he doesn't even have a com- 10 combined fantasy points outside those two games. Yeah, it looks like Daryl Henderson here is the, the number one. Yeah, he's doing great. Like, I honestly uh, was really thinking, I mean, Daryl Henderson wasn't going to have a great season at all. But yet here he is having... 10 plus fantasy points in every single game that he's played yeah and he's had i mean the last two weeks i think he's had over 20 yeah he had a really good week this past week and i yeah i'm really mad that i didn't draft daryl henderson because i mean the whole sony michelle thing i was thinking there'd be some competition split, yeah. yeah there'd be a split or something but and even sean mcveigh had said when they traded it's like sony michelle won't impede daryl henderson's workload so yeah, i mean i just should have listened to him yeah i, sh- I really should have i just so yeah, Sony Michelle, just, yeah, not a great run back this year at least. I didn't draft him in any leagues, thank God. But, yeah, if you have him, probably could drop him for Ernest Johnson or any Jamie of the Mc- waiver yeah, wire people any of we those talk about. Wires we got, guys we talk about, yeah. Next, we have the wide receiver drop candidates and starting out another very highly rostered guy, Allen Robinson, rostered in 93.7% of leagues. He's the 62nd wide receiver. He's only scored 10 plus fantasy points once. Wow. That was week two. That was that was four weeks ago. A month. That was a month ago. 10.4 fantasy points is what he scored that game too. It's not even like he had a lot. Yeah. That's it's awful. Awful season for Allen Robinson so far. I mean, Darnell Mooney, I believe, is doing better. Yes. And it's just it's so bad. Like Allen Robinson is just the drop off from a couple of years ago in Jacksonville. Even last year. I mean, yeah, last year he did pretty good too. I mean, but yeah, it's just the drop-off is unreal. It's yeah. just, I don't know what's going New on. New quarterbacks, I mean, given, I mean, the quarterbacks he's had throw to him aren't very good. That's very true. Very true. I mean, yeah, you had Andy Dalton to start the season, and then Justin, Justin Fields. Fields. He's not the best passer, at least not in the NFL so far. So. No, and they're both in new offenses. Very true. So, yeah, it's just not good so far this year for Allen Robinson. So, yeah, if you got the chance to pick up Jalen Waddle probably could drop Allen Robinson for that or yeah one of those other guys that we talked about I mean just Allen Robinson not doing good nope another guy that's not doing actually doing worse than Allen Robinson this year Robbie Anderson rostered in 72.4% of leagues he's the 70th wide receiver scored only 10 plus fantasy points twice that was week one where he scored 12 and this past week, where he scored 10.1. <laughs> so yeah, wow. just just got over that. And that's with the two-point conversion, I believe, that he got. So, yeah. It's not just doing good. Not good for Robbie Anderson this season. Or it was a touchdown. Might have been a touchdown. I don't remember. But anyway, bad weeks. I mean, just Robbie Anderson, not good. Sam Darnold just has not been throwing him the ball. He's been giving him targets, I guess. It's just Sam Darnold is not as good good of passers we thought he was in the first three weeks <laughs> i mean he's back to his jets way and it's just not good i mean dj moore is getting some work but he's still he had a bad week two under 10 fantasy points yep. so it's just hard to see i mean robbie anderson has been one of those guys that kind of has surprised year and year out 
I mean, with the Jets, he had like I think like a hundred receptions one year, and it's just like how the hell do you do that? Or it might have been last year that he had hundred receptions. Say last year he wasn't too bad. I mean, I think he was at least top twenty. But yeah, he had a surprisingly quiet good season. Yeah, he just yeah he's that's the best way to put it. Yeah, he's he has good seasons and he does them very quietly. So I mean, unless you own Robbie Anderson, you probably don't know much about him, you know. So, but yeah, at this point, looks like Robbie Anderson kind of taking a step down. So. Probably could drop him, but next wide receiver drop candidate, Cole Beasley. Again, I mean, this, I just, Cole Beasley, he's been good in past years, and with the Bills offense, it's so high-powered. You got Josh Allen throwing the ball, and it's just, I don't know. It, Cole Beasley is the 51st wide receiver. He's only scored 14-plus fantasy points in two games, so I mean 14-plus, I mean bigger than that 10 mark that we had for the other guys. Yep. But, uh and no more than eight points in those other games. So, I mean, he had 14-plus points in two games, but then outside of that, hadn't scored over eight points. And through his first five games of the season, um, he had 13 targets. Or he has two games with 13 targets, and those were obviously the games where he had the 14-plus fantasy points. But then there was one week where he had 20.8 fantasy points, and that was 44% of his total. So, I mean, again, just like... Uh, one of the other guys we talked about, I forget who it was at this point, but 44% of his Miles points. Gaskin. Miles Gaskin. that's what it was. 44% of Cole Beasley's points came in one week. And now that we're through six weeks, that does not look good. No. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how he does on Monday night against the Titans. So, maybe don't drop him quite yet. Kind of see how he does there. But, uh, yeah, it's just he's not looking like he used to. There's so many more weapons. We're seeing Dawson Knox get used a lot more now. Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders is being a touchdown vulture. And then even Diggs hasn't had the best season yet either. So yeah. it's just like that offense, it's high-powered with Josh Allen. Josh Allen's doing great, but it's just like he's just spreading the ball around so much. I mean, Gabriel Davis has caught a touchdown, I believe, too. Like just all over the place there. So it's just it worries me. I mean, I don't have Colt Beasley in any leagues, but – Probably could drop him for one of the the younger wide receivers, Rashad Bateman, Jalen Waddle, one of those guys. Definitely. Next, the tight end drop candidates again. I hate to say it, but I mean Robert Tanyan, rostered in fifty seven point three percent of leagues. He's the thirty third tight end. Like he's not even the best tight end. I mean, in the Packers. I mean, yeah. Mercedes Lewis is probably. I mean, I guess I don't even know what his fantasy stats are, but it's like. Robert Tanyan just has been absolutely abysmal this year. He averages 4.4 fantasy points per game, only scored over 10 points once. And it's just, it's just sad. Yeah. It's just sad he's for him. He's playing I mean, very poor. He had a great season last year, but he's very touchdown dependent. But yeah, it's just not good. If you still, if you got the opportunity to get Dawson Knox or Zach Ertz, you definitely could drop Robert Tanyan at this point. And that is it for our waiver wire and drop candidates. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the TBJ Fantasy Football Podcast. And be sure to tune in tomorrow where we will change things up and have some trade advice for you.